0: Hello, and welcome back to the Observation Deck. Hello, Thomas. How have you been this past lovely week? Well... Well, it's been good weather here, at least, right? I honestly don't know. What do you, mean you don't know? You forgot the joke from last week. Oh, boy. Which <laughs> one? Did, what did I forget now? <laughs> well, because you pointed out that I always go, well and then wait a long yeah, time. Yeah, yes, that's true, yep. Right. So, I was gonna. I was purposefully looking over at the time to see how long I could stretch it for before you could continue onwards. Well, I guess you answered that question, didn't you? <laughs> All right. Yeah, the weather's been nice here. I've been able to actually be out in the sun. I got sunburned pretty bad. Not not pretty bad, but decent. I got a decent sunburn because I am pale as hell. <laughs> and um, it turns out only an hour of sun will give me a sunburn because... Uh, thanks, genetics. Well, <laughs> oh, it's okay. I, uh... I have been enjoying the fact that the weather's been nice and bright. Yes, but the problem is, with the brightness comes heat, and heat is my kryptonite. Is it now? Yes. Yeah. You should the, you should stay in my basement. My basement's freezing all the time. Yeah, like I, I, I literally uh, have to run a space heater to keep it a normal temperature. Uh, I frickin' in. Well, uh, either that or I run my PC because my PC gives off about as much. <laughs> about the same well, uh, I uh... it's funny every time they go down. Anytime there's a call for someone to go down to the freezers or the fridges downstairs. I'll always volunteer, because it gets me away from the hot cookers, and yep. nice and yep. frickin' cold. Yep. well, yeah, we cleaned the oven last night, and uh, got to, like, 27 degrees on the main floor. Basement was still probably 18, though, <laughs> because he rises, right? So yeah, he yeah. wasn't gonna come down to the basement unless it has got nowhere else to go. Alright, so, let's get into the meat and potatoes, as they say, of oh, this episode. This we didn't set... have meat and potatoes, we had pasta! It's a metaphor. <laughs> and not a though? metaphor. It's a simile, isn't it? I said, let's get into the meat and potatoes of this episode. I didn't use is, didn't use like. Therefore, it's not a simile. I never said a simile. You, said, you literally just oh, said that's a simile, isn't it? Well, and then, then my said, apologies. No, I meant to say analogy, not a simile. No. Because you're not comparing you're right, not our comparing. podcast or the no, I'm using... substance of the podcast. Right, I'm using a metaphor. You're not comparing it. You're right. That's what a metaphor is. An analogy is saying this is like this. A metaphor is using something to describe something else. Meat and potatoes meaning the main dish. You're contradicting the yourself course. the last time we had this discussion. No I am not. Because I said an, an analogy encompasses both a simile and a metaphor, because it is a description of uh, it is a descriptor tool to allocate one's ideas towards one thing I, to another. I thought I agreed with that. That it well
1: But you no, but held you fast can have a, that you can it not a
0: metaphor that isn't an analogy. And you can have a simile that isn't an analogy, therefore it's not encompassing. But how do you have a metaphor that isn't an analogy? The moon was a ghostly gallow tossed upon the sea. That's not an analogy because you're not comparing character. Well, okay.
1: You, you are, are drawing... comparing you're... characters. Let me, let
0: me finish. Let me, let me That's rephrase. how you use let a me, metaphor. Let me rephrase this, you bastard. <laughs> you are drawing a parallel between this and that, but you're not doing it to make a point, which is what I said. An analogy has a point. Right, Doesn't does an analogy need to have a point? Yes, I feel like that is more so like the definition of an analogy is that you Give me a second. Where's my Webster's dictionary? Oh, you actually have a Dictionary. Webs- Why am I not surprised that you have it's, a Webster's have Dictionary? Have you not seen my? Did you not remember the one time I brought it out and it was like this thick uh, for uh, context? Th- it, it was half, this big for a context it's about half a foot thick because it also has a the source on the back of it and uh, yeah, it's. Pretty freaking massive. Mm-hmm. Right. So Thomas couldn't find his dictionary, yes. so... Uh, so I, I have looked up the, the definition, and here's what Google says. Noun, a comparison between two things, typically for the purpose of explanation or clarification. Typically being the key word there. Now let's look up the definition of metaphor. Again, typically, not always, is the key word. If it was just for the clarification or the explanation thereof, then you'd have a point, but typically, it's a very good weasel word. Now, metaphor, noun, a figure of speech in which a word or phrase is applied to an object or action to which it is not literally applicable. Yes. I feel. You can have that without being an analogy. Okay, if I say to you, Thomas, you're very shallow. Yes. Shallow is not. A you're proving that a applies. point to me. Yes. Which makes no, it I'm an not. analogy. No, that's not what I'm. <sighs> I'm shaking my head so That's not what I.
1: That's you didn't not shake what your point head there. Point means
0: you. Sh- you shut up. you <laughs> shut up. Okay. What I am saying to you is, I'm attributing something to you to which it is not literally. Yes. Because you are not in water, and you're not in shallow water. Therefore, you are not shallow. Yes, and a mother and a government aren't the exact same thing. Yes. But they're both an authoritarian. But they're both an authoritative figure. Authority, authority figure, yes. But an, an analogy isn't a figure of speech. Yes, it is. No, it's not. A comparison is not a figure of speech. Because a me- an analogy is saying this is comparable to this. Then what is a metaphor if not a it's comparison? A of because a figure of speech is not literally applicable. You're saying this is similar to this with a meta- with an analogy. But with a metaphor, you're attributing something to you to which it is not possible to do. The moon cannot be a ghostly gallow on the sea, literally speaking. But you can say the moon is like a ghostly gallow. So similes, yes, are all analogies. But because a metaphor is a figure of speech... A simile, too, is a figure of speech, just for... It's 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 a comparison. Because you're not attributing something to it. You're saying this is similar to this... I'm because going to fucking shoot. Do you even know what a figure of speech is? Oh. <laughs> I'm going to fucking shoot This, this, this is our itself. new water is wet debate. <laughs> yes, it is. Well, it's all over semantics. So who the fuck cares? Because well, semantics yeah, exactly. can mean anything. But well, anyway. Okay. I found another piece from Google. A metaphor is symbolic. An analogy is not symbolic. <sighs> I've got you there. Ladies and gentlemen, Thomas' mind is on fire. The smoke is coming out of his ears. What part of I'm a was... steam engine, didn't you Pete have you Sorry, forgotten? It is steam, not smoke, my apologies. Thomas is really, really working here. Well, I'm just questioning why an analogy isn't symbolical. It's, it's symbolical. Uh, uh, no, it's not that it isn't, it's that it's not necessarily. Therefore, you know, okay, if your argument is it's encompassing, meaning all metaphors are analogies. But that's not true. Gotcha I will agree for now. We can have this debate. We'll have later. this debate again because we we always will will argue with something. Yes, we always have to argue with something; otherwise, our to... friendship collapses. Yes, exactly. So, speaking <coughs> of arguing, let's go to something that we agree on for different reasons. Oh, zoning laws are stupid. Absol can loot me. I hate zoning I think laws. We agree on the premises as why zoning laws are stupid, but we reach those premises.
1: For different different reasons.
0: reasons. See, I actually agree with the idea of a zoning law, but I believe in America, I should say North America, they're taken far too far. Because do you know why zoning laws even exist in the first place? I'm assuming it's because the city planners wanted to have designated areas for things and they didn't want... No. Well, yes and no. Go on. Explain. I'm curious. In London. uh, It kind of happened everywhere, but yes, London, England. (laughs) Well, I mean, technically not London, because London is in London Londinium. Is just a little bit. Yes. Yes, I remember. The whole story of Jack yeah, yeah, was yeah. The, one of the murders happened like a block away from London, so the, the London yeah, police yeah. weren't actually able to investigate it was the other yep. police. Ah. The Manchester police. But anyway. Was it Manchester? I don't know. It might have been. Anyways, go anyway, ahead. Anyway, the point is... So London. I, the greater area called London, London was a sprawling metropolis, and much like many metropolises at the turn of the Industrial Revolution... There were a hell of a lot of slums with large factories in them because cheap work. Yes. Cheaper. So that made the uh, living conditions for just about anyone around those factories pretty terrible. Mm-hmm. And what you also had was other factories moving into cheaper land in, like, the more middle and upper class areas, starting up factories there and driving down housing prices, as well as driving down people's health. That's ironic. Health. Well, it's ironic about the housing prices. Yeah, yeah, I'll explain yeah. Explain yeah. why in a minute, but so a lot of people banded together and decided. Well, okay, that's not good. You know, we want to help people's health. So why don't we cordon off these specifically industrial areas and have residential areas around them? Yeah, to... and that made sense at the time. Yes. It was like a form of almost sort of proto civil comp- consumer uh, protection, right? Well, like, uh, civil compromise, really. Well, yeah, but it's like you're. It's the government doing something for the benefit of the of, mm-hmm. the, of its citizens. And as a result, um when European and more specifically again uh, to North America or I should say everything north of Mexico um they inherited these laws however, we want a little mental over here yes certainly. and so now you just have sprawling cul-de-sacs with just residential houses, which is terrible yeah well, like- because it makes people depend it makes people dependent on cars well let me let me think.
1: Compare the that to, say, Amsterdam from, or Paris.
0: Okay, off the Highway 8, right? Mm-hmm. Ferry Road, right? Turning left, and you can turn left on King Street. Right? Mm-hmm. But past King Street, now that I think about it, it's just houses until, like, yep. all the way until the river. Yeah. Excuse me. All the way until the river on the other side, where it's country. Yeah. Which is, like, on the one hand, that's probably good because the air quality is better. But to how, to what extent? I don't know. But what I like to, you know... Be able to go to a shop that isn't just the yeah. place down the street that has everything marked up by like 50% because they're, they're like the only small, like, To put it this way, around. I, would yes, mu- I would love that. I would much rather go to a local grocer yeah. than go to the big box store. But I have to go to a big box store because I live in a cul de sac and I'm not allowed to, and there aren't allowed to have big grocers in our area. Well, you don't live in a cul de sac, but. Well, okay. No, sorry. I live in a. Uh... You live on a residential area, yes. an A1 residential area yes, to be is, specific. And that's where I live as well. Yeah. Like, like, we have a pizza place down the street from us, and they're actually... Actually, I'm not sure it. if you're uh, A1, because A1 is specifically single-detached homes, but that's a oh, whole other can oh, of worms. like exclusively? No, there are some... Oh, no, there aren't any like, uh, semis over here. No. In this neighborhood. Huh. I never really noticed that. Anyway. There are there are some semis, semi, semi-detached semi over yeah, yeah, on yeah. my street particularly, and on the, 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 the crescent around it. But like all the houses behind it, are all are single, all single detached, and that's sort of where, if you zoom into a like a zoning map, I think you'll find like wild things where it's just like you have like tendrils of A1 yeah. surrounded by like A2 and C3 and all this yeah. other stuff, and it's like, why so, would you do this? Exactly, like as a okay, I think most people on the political mm-hmm. spectrum would agree that small business supporting small business is better than supporting big business. Yes, so that's like. There are, there's a few things. There's right to repair, that I think most people across the spectrum agree on. Or should, if you're a smart person. If you're dumb, ugh, who, I don't well, care. Don't dumb, listen. People G- are informed goodbye. about the issue. Thank right? you, yes. And I think most people would agree that it's better for the economy as well to support small businesses than it is to support big businesses. Which well, to support is- big business, but only to the means necessary. Because, mm-hmm. you know, if Walmart fails... Oh boy, that's that's rough. <clears throat> okay, but it, these zoning laws have made it virtually impossible for small businesses to compete with big businesses. Like you don't yeah. have a local shop anymore. The the point of you know having a local grocer, yeah. is because I can walk to his place. Well, and you notice they have in like across Europe, zoning laws mm-hmm. are wildly different. Yes. Like, from not that's like, what I said in Paris amongst themselves but like compared to North America they, mm-hmm. they're basically completely different like you yeah. um, having been to London London is sort of the exception because like bigger cities typically attract small businesses as well mm-hmm. well not New York anymore people are leaving New York like crazy after realizing how messed up the real estate market is there yeah Ha, huh. we'll just leave this thing empty for 10 years before refu- before reducing the price. Oh, what's that? Everyone's leaving because it's too expensive? Oh no, what do I do? Oh, the tenants, what are they doing? Wow, why would the tenants do this? <laughs> I'm going to shoot myself in the foot. Literally the Eric Andre meme of him shooting someone. And yeah, saying, yeah, oh, yeah. Why would they do Yeah, <laughs> that's real estate with the gun, which is high lease prices that are mm-hmm. artificially inflated, shooting the potential tenants and then saying, why would the tenants do this? Yep. Yep. Anyway. Well, the other reason I dislike zoning laws... Well, okay, let me put it this way. Thomas and I have differing opinions on on cars. Yes. Yes. Which is no problem. You're allowed to have differing opinions on cars. I think cars are good. I think cars are a good mode of transportation, but I believe where we are in, you know, Canada and America, we are far too dependent on them than we should be. And our areas have been set up for the express purpose of... Feeding the car culture, but that's a whole other can of worms we can talk about later. Yeah, I think it's different... Okay, there's an argument about that in America, but Mm -hmm. I think in Canada, it's that cars are much more necessary because of how big Canada is. And how spread out everything is. Yeah, more specifically how spread out, because Canada isn't... It's bigger than the United States, but it's not, like, massively bigger. And the other thing to consider is we have a tenth of the population... Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like We're about to, we're yeah. a little bit bigger than the States, but we have a tenth of the population, so we're much more spread out. So people, t- on average, need to travel further. Precisely. But, I mean, let me put it this way. There's nothing more annoying than sitting in traffic. Yes. And if you could solve zoning laws, or if you could change zoning laws so that people who are on the road don't need to be on the road, or people that don't want to be on the road aren't on the road. But because how do you do that? Well, that's what that's what having these local places close, like not massive, massive residential, is what happens. You'd have less people on the road. Yeah, but because you'd have less people, only so much because you'd still have people needing to, you know, yeah, sure, because like a lot of people still work in big office buildings and whatnot else. Sure, but it would still be it would still be less. Yeah, the really... Highways wouldn't be as the highways wouldn't really be affected much. I don't, I don't think that's correct because no, you'd only highways, be lowering. I'm saying the highways wouldn't be affected as in like they'd be. Oh yeah, okay, okay, know, yeah, that's yeah, all the yeah. But, but like, inner cities wouldn't be so town, bad. Like, yeah, if I wanted to go to the other side of town, it would probably shave like five minutes off the drive. True, but just, just because of the fewer cars. True. But I also think firmly that licensing of cars is far too liberal here. Liberal in the sense of it's too easy to get a license. Because oh man, I'm the fact that I'm sure everybody can say there have been they have been in lots of near misses or collisions that were not their fault shows that the licensing, the way that we do licensing at least in Ontario mm-hmm. is not good enough. You know what actually really pissed me off? Mm-hmm. There were a couple of girls who came in for the written test and they were helping each other out. Oh, and fucking, I tried to alert the test taker and she was like, shh. Are you fucking oh, you kidding s- you me? You snitched. You snitched on them. I, I tried to. Good, I tried to point it out. Narc, Tom- ladies and gentlemen, Thomas is a narc over here. I am a lawful evil person. I if if you under and if you actually understand alignment, you'll know what I mean by that. Because you'll know that I hold some very detestable opinions on what to do with detestable people. Yes. However, I believe fervently in you know my moral code, which keeps me on the law, uh, on, you know, within the confines of law. That's why I don't go around murdering people. But anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> but anyway, but yeah, I don't like cheaters. I don't think that people who need to cheat to get on the road should be able to get on the road. In that particular instance, yes, I will agree with you. In other instances, like university, I don't care if somebody cheats. I do. Well, okay. Unless, unless uh, if the class is bell-curved, then yeah. Then it hurts other people. But if it doesn't, if the class isn't graded on a curve, then it doesn't matter because your grade is your grade. But here's my problem with that: is that person cheats becomes a doctor somehow. Now what? Well, they can't just keep cheating. They'll get disbarred. Well, not disbarred, but what, whatever the medical disbar is, because there's a board that you still need to be you still need to be registered and certified. Yeah. they'll just be not become a member of the board or the the or what is it. Because with teachers, there's the college of teachers that you have to be a member of if you want to actually be a teacher. With lawyers at the bar, there's something to do with medical, the medical as well. I think it's your li- your license. Yes, you'll have your license taken away. Your license to practice. That's what it is. I knew there was something. And I mean, sure, it's an imperfect system, because, you know what, there's a, there's a chance that someone will get hurt. Mm-hmm. But, like it or not, that's just how the world is. I mean, fair, I guess. I also think that if so many people are going to cheat on a test, it says something about the class. It says more about the class than it does the students. Fair enough. Especially with classes online. Like, almost everyone cheats online, but I don't think that's necessarily just because, well, A, it's easier to cheat online. Precisely. Sure. But I think it also says something to where if more students feel they have to. Mm -hmm. Right? Well, okay. okay. I always hated online courses. Mm -hmm. I do, too. And I've taken several when I was in high school. And it's kind of hilarious to me because when I go to, when I went to like college admissions, I'd often have to call, it, get called in for interviews because mm-hmm. they look at it and they'd go, okay, wait a minute. This man's like college level math was like in the dumpster. Mm-hmm. But why the hell was his university level physics in the 70s? It's like, well, one was online, madam. Yes. That's literally all I have to say is yep. I am not a person who can. Yeah. deal with online same, courses that, that's why i'm taking a break from school for at least four yep. months until classes go back to normal that's why i stopped yes. submitting for pilot school because i knew or well, sorry to my local uh, to our local community college for piloting because no, i think piloting is one of the few things they actually let you do in person for because you can't but there's like, a lot you know, of stuff least, I, but there's, there's a lot like of in hours yeah but there's a lot of in-course things that they want me to do that's true i have a friend that i work with who she's trained to be a firefighter so, they do some stuff on. They do, it's about half an mm-hmm. Because even with schools closed, there's stuff that you have to do. Yep. And it's like, it's about your capability, not your knowledge. Yes. Part of it, lots of it is. Okay, let's get back a little bit on track. Yes, cheating on driver's ed tests is stupid. I Zoning would, laws. I'll get there. Okay. And I think that, quite honestly, people do it. And the reason that licensing is so liberal is because. Because you are right, we are dependent on cars. Mm-hmm. Like my brother doesn't want to get a license, and I sure I've, I've teased him about that before once or twice because I think you know what it's it's a it's a very useful skill to have. My but I, I said the, the point, I said the exact same thing. I I kind of don't I don't want to drive, and my mother said <laughs> it's a useful skill. You're going to learn it. Well, it is a oh. useful skill. Yeah. Oh, I know. I I never said it wasn't. And you're not a bad driver either. No, I'm. I have been in one accident. Not at fault. I was at fault, but, 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 it was because of someone else's. I was at, like, technically I was at fault, but I only hit the person because someone else would have hit me. Oh, so you swerved. Yeah. Okay. Like, legally speaking, I was technically at fault, but... Legally speaking, what you should have done is then get hit by the person who would make it so that you are not at fault. Yeah, but also... I also understand the the aversion to getting hit. I saw them out of the corner of my eye, so I swerved, saw the person there stomped on the brakes, I was hoping I could stop in time. Mm. It was a calculated risk. Mm-hmm. So I didn't hit them very hard, and that's why it never got reported. Well, but. Looks like you just outed yourself. So what? Well, I guess your mother would probably have already known about the Yes. Accident. Okay. I well, called then her then in a tizzy. Nothing, there's nothing to be concerned about then. Yeah. I called well, like, her in a tizzy and was like, hey, I'm sorry, this happened. Uh, one, like, I like cars, personally. Oh, yes. Like, I enjoy driving. I think cars are fun. They are extremely useful, and they're extremely valuable. Like, as far as, like, it opens up. I can go. Nice. Nice job polluting the audio. Thank you. Thank I you. Can, I can go with my car across the country if I want. Without that, what do I do? I have to buy a plane ticket, which costs, like... Or a train ticket. Or a train ticket. Yeah. You could have gotten a Greyhound, but they closed. Yeah, they could have gotten I'm so sad. Nobody that... takes the bus anymore. Anyways. At least not like not, like, long journeys like that. I I know a lot of people who did, but anyway. Well, I think that more and more people now are working from home. Yeah, and, I and... Think that, you know what's like. I think even as things in five years when everything's completely back to normal, we've basically moved on from the coronavirus pandemic. I think that the lasting effect will be so many jobs being able to be remote. Yeah. Like I think that quite frankly, we've the the good the one positive thing that's an overwhelmingly positive thing out of the pandemic is people are now able to work from a lot of different places because lots of infrastructure has been built to continue work work. Oh, you know what actually really pisses me off? Away. Snow uh, days are now gone. Yes, I heard about that. It's really stupid. So, well, what's the point? Well, I mean, it, it stops their ability from getting off school. Yeah, but you got to experience it, dipshit. You want to wipe out the joy and wonder for every generation to yeah, come. It's like, how, how often does a snow day realistically happen? Like, maybe maybe once a year? My record was five times, and that was I, I, a yeah, very. I remember, I remember that it was a really bad winter. Oh my! That was my favorite winter ever. Yeah. Yeah. White Christmas, but I, but we, wonderfully but cold. But we've also gone like three or four years in a row without, without a single a snow, one without having a single snow day. Yep. I also think snow days should be segregated between high school and elementary school. Oh so. yeah. Like, like especially like by temperature. Because yeah. Because in high school, like I live three and a like a little over three like three point two kilometers away from my high school mm-hmm. at least. Well. Of what my high school was, obviously. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, right? But, like, to walk to school, it takes me half an hour. Which, I walk fast. My brother and sister, yeah. it takes them, like, 45 minutes. In the wind... In, like, minus 35, you'll get frostbite. In, in 10 in, minutes. You'll get frostbite in, like, 10 minutes. And, like, in, like even if you're mostly covered up, mm-hmm. 35 minutes, go, like, 40 minutes going from house to school, you'll get frostbite on the yep. little bits of skin that you have exposed. And... Imagine a kid who has less thermal capacity. You know, whereas, like, with, like... Elementary school, sure. You don't need to close for the wet, for the temperature because everyone's either bussed or driven. With a few exceptions, let me rephrase. The walking distance is significantly shorter. Like the walking distance to my elementary school was basically down the street, and that was it. But that's your elementary school. Well, it's it's not three kilometers. Yeah, but again, that's your experience. That's an anecdotal experience. Well, but that's why I'm saying it should be different between. I mean, high school yeah, okay, school, that's fair. High schools. Or tend to be bigger, yeah. High busing requirements are farther. Yeah. They'll make you walk further away. Yeah, yeah. And elementary schools, typically, you won't have to walk to elementary school for more than 10 to mm-hmm, 15 mm-hmm. minutes. Mm. Fair. Like, when I was, like, my mom Yeah, no, used no, no. To, I, I got you. My mom used to do work in the morning, so we stayed at someone else's but it anyway. was, like, right down the street from the school, and it was, like, a 10-minute yeah. walk. Yeah. Felt a lot longer because we were kids, but... Yeah. 10-minute walk. But they should have that separate. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Oh, yeah, right. Where, where were we? Snow days are gone. We were just—we were sort of talking about, and then before that, we were talking about cars, right? Um, the the, the big impact of the pandemic being people can work from home, mm-hmm. which means that, all else willing, people won't need to be on the road as much. But when you have these, places where it's like, like okay, I'm trying to think, how close am I to the nearest grocery store? About about three, about the same distance to, to high school because it's the like mm-hmm. the one right right across the street from, I know. from high school, right? Um, Well, not across the street, but about, it, basically. But, like, I'm not going to walk there and then carry, like, 20 bags back with me to my house. Like, if it was a fourth of the distance away, I would walk there just more times a week mm-hmm. and just get it. But I don't have that option. I have to take a car. Yep. If I want to go to a store that actually has decent selection, it's probably another kilometer down the road. That's why I used to love uh, when I worked out Guelph way Yeah was, uh, <clears throat> there were several, like, smaller farms, and so in the uh, late summer, and uh, especially f- into fall, mm-hmm. you'd have all these little stands stopping up, sh- popping up, so, like, I'd leave, like, a good hour and a half before my thing, and I'd stop, and I'd get all the produce I needed, mm-hmm. and I could store them. Well, the problem, the other reason that I think zoning laws are stupid... Bring it yep. Back to the central theme. Oh yes, to of course. I think so far we've actually done a pretty good job of staying on topic. I do like, not believe so. Well, no, but we've had a logical progression more than we typically do. Of like, I the mean, yeah, it wasn't flowing. complete popcorn. Yeah, it wasn't just like, hey, tiny little land that you talked about. How about this? Like, we actually <laughs> yeah, yeah, progressed. Yeah. But the other, the thing about zoning laws that I really hate is how much they are screwing us right now with housing prices. Oh yes. Like, so to those who don't live in Canada because i think it's like to the to the point that it's like a national or even storm. ontario well not even ontario like people in the yeah, United yeah. states have heard about how bad canada is but like toronto's a very desirable city because canada's a very desirable country right now for whatever yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. reasons but and toronto's obviously a big city toronto's therefore the biggest, toronto's the biggest city so most people want to go to toronto right or just know of it or yeah most people know of it and know, most people most people moving to canada probably want to move to toronto mm-hmm. or near it yeah the problem with toronto is that it is getting, it is extremely hard to find new houses. Apartment buildings are one thing because you can build a building and have like hundreds of units, but like a house, that's just like impossible to build now because there's just no land. Yeah. And part of the reason for that, most of the reason for that, I would say, is our zoning laws. And what it does is that it drives the price up in Toronto, which is its own problem, but then the people are then, who are then priced out of Toronto trickle outwards, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think it's happening as bad, like, to the east, but I know it's happening It's happening really bad to the west. Like, Mississauga's prices yep. are going skyward, and ours are going yep. to, like, crazy, too. Well, that's what... Uh, it's, as I say, I've said it before with uh, the analogy of... <laughs> use that word. <laughs> of New York. Because New York, well, the New t- York. very tip of New York was where all the rich people were and but the artists lived as outside. More, as more and more came, they drove people out because they went yeah. in and they could afford it so they'd pay higher prices and price people to the market. you see, that what uh, ended up happening was you'd have a lot of artists settling outside who could, you know, were still in sort of walking distance mm-hmm. to the rich people. So, but then, you know, rich people like artists. So they started moving in. And driving the artists away. And driving the artists up. So but that's why New York sort of expanded back. Like New York's sort of inflation problem is kind of understandable because New York, especially, at least Manhattan, yeah. like, there isn't more area. Like, so, of course the prices are going to go up because yeah, the demand's yeah. high and the supply is fixed. Yeah. There's only so much. But in Toronto, <laughs> it's driving people further and further away, so they just take up more and more space. Mm-hmm. And that drives Mississauga's prices... Like, Mississauga's prices now are what Toronto's were, like, 10 years ago. Yeah. And Kitchener's prices now are what Mississauga's were 10 years This house has doubled ago. in seven years. My house has almost tripled in 15 years. Again, that's 15 I mean, years. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to... Uh, we, uh, it's been a really long time since my house had a valuation on it, mm. so I don't know what it quite is worth. Ours this. is an estimation. Have, yeah, that's what my ours is an estimation based on our house is nicer than a couple that have sold mm-hmm. around us. Like because we redid our kitchen, we finished like the basement's finished and we redid it too. Mm-hmm. We've got waterproofing on the wall because yeah, yeah. we thought there was an issue because it leaked once, but it wasn't the issue that they fixed. They fixed the wrong thing that wasn't actually a problem. So they went and they came in and they gave us our money back and fixed the actual thing, um, which is really funny. When they worked up the basement, I had to sleep in my parents' room on a. Like a, on a in a sleeping bag, Or no, it Was it like an air mattress? I think we got for like a month because they. And I mean, you know what? That's what it is. It mm-hmm, is you have to rip out the rip out the floor, rip out the wall, put in the the, the plastic mm-hmm. like, like shields, and then put everything back. I think our first winter here. Well, and then the funniest thing was like two nights after I went back down to the basement, we got it rain, we got a, we got a storm, mm-hmm. and it started leaking <laughs> was about like, a year after we first right uh, about a year after we first walked in the you know where the back door leads out to correct where it's currently all cement yes yeah that there had to be all redone yep. because it was a huge crack from the bottom of the windowsill wow this thick that sort of just went like a, like two inches at least and it went all the way down to the very bottom of the foundation, Ooh, yeah, and I remember my dad just sitting there cussing the people, uh, the uh, inspector going, "Why didn't yeah. he notice this shit?" Yeah, well, like it's ridiculous that like a, but well, basically, my house should it should be a starter home, mm-hmm. like, like it's a it's like a thirteen hundred square foot plus yeah. finished basement, three bedroom house. It is I a home for people just getting well, into perfect, the market. A perfect starter home for someone with for a family with two kids. Mm-hmm. It's now like a seven hundred thousand dollars. And who could speaking. afford that? Exactly, so people are just further and further going, like spreading. Well, like I said, I can't speak for west, like out east <laughs> of Toronto, but I and I know it's the worst going west because yeah, they, yeah, because because we're sandwiched between yeah. here and basically Windsor, that area. There. I was gonna say London, London. Yeah, because I guess you go further south for Windsor, don't you? But yeah, between here and London, and like well, because the, the four hundred one goes from four hundred one basically goes like from. <laughs> here to Windsor, from from Toronto to Windsor. Toronto to Windsor, and that sort of runs southwest-ish. Well, mostly west with a little south. I'd say more south with a little west. Mm, I don't know. Anyways, point being, we're sandwiched. So whilst our supply is not as limited anywhere near, like New York, eventually we are going to hit a saturation point where most of the houses that can be built have been built. And then prices are just going to keep taking off. And yeah, sure, it's compounded by the fact that lumber is ridiculous right now, too. So, you can't even buy some land and buy a house and build one. At least, not for what you could. I mean, if it was crown land, maybe, and you can just clear-cut your trees. Make a log house. Yeah. That'd be nice. (laughs) But, Uh. uh, the main problem that I have with that, like like I said, Manhattan, it's like, what are you going to do? It's an Mm -hmm. island. There's only so much space on the island. Yep. But, with Toronto, there are vast swaths of places that are just not allowed to be developed on. And, I said before the podcast, I said there was a question I wanted to propose to you. All right. Why does the green belt exist? For the preservation of land and park space. Think of it like a national forest, sort mm-hmm. of, sort of. Okay. Because in America, you have like so federal land in America is a very charged term because there's a lot of it. it it's a very tangled web to well, look the at. The entire concept of land ownership is very annoying as far as the laws that have to go with it. Yeah, but. Basically, federal land is land that owns specifically to the American government and not to the individual states thereupon. It cannot be sold. It is owned directly by America. Mm-hmm. Now, a national forest is different from a national park. Whilst, yes, you can go into a national forest, be prepared to be aware that a national forest is specifically for logging. And that's where you get Smokey the Bear from. That's mm-hmm. them. They're they the fire service who patrols them. Yeah. So... Essentially, there is a place not exactly open for recreation, but more for the harvesting. So I guess in this case, it's actually more national park. Except it's not a national park. It's actually for, like... the pre- It's specifically for the conservation. Okay. Should you could it, go and walk through it, though. Should it continue to be what it is? Maybe. I would argue no, it shouldn't. Because whilst I think pre- preservation is important... I think that when you're faced with the option of either cut down some of the green belt so it's not as much, and then have some relief for housing prices, or just leave things as they are now, I think that, for me at least, it's a no-brainer. But that's just the natural progression. Make sure. new towns. Well, yeah. That's the other solution to it, but you want to help relieve some pressure in the meantime. Because, like I said, what I, th- what I think is going to happen is more people are going to start living a little bit further away from major cities because they can now with their jobs. Lots of, especially mm-hmm. office jobs, lots of office jobs are online. Well, again, that's sort of why I hate zoning laws mm-hmm. is because I can't just buy a plot of land, like any plot of land I feel like, and do whatever the hell I want with it. I have to follow zoning laws. Like, if I accidentally buy a piece of, uh, uh what do you call it? Um, Federal land? Well, I can't, yeah, well, Crown no. Land. Crown land. is what we call it. Yes. But that's a whole other can of that's, well, that's, that, that's a can of worms. That's multiple cans of worms. <laughs> well, crown land is very basically land that is owned. I can't remember if it's by the like. There's different crown lands. Like there's some for the federal, some for the provincial, some for. What but anyway, stupid term. stupid term. Well, it's because it's owned by. Well, it's a stupid term because there shouldn't be. You shouldn't have to. If you're using a term and then still have to differentiate it, just use the terms that differentiate it. Yeah. You don't don't use the first I could be wrong, but again, it's mm-hmm. considered crown land well, no, because I'm not. It's, I'm not saying it's land that falls understand. under the aegis of the crown. Yes. And then there's different jurisdictions for it, mm-hmm. is my point. Mm-hmm. So, like, you can camp on crown land. Yeah. But you can't... Build. Yeah. Okay. Unless you buy it. But even then. But, yeah, so... But even then, they might just say, nope, you're not allowed to. Well, no, because once you buy it, it's yours. Well, but the government can tell you you're not allowed to build on it. Well, the government's the one who sells it to you. What you have to do is you have to make sure with the, the local, the upper... Mil- but so why don't you just buy it and then lie about what you're going to use it for? Well, you'd have to lie about that to the local... Yeah, lie about... Yeah, I don't yeah, care. To your lie local to government. Because totally you'd have to buy it from the provincial and or the federal, depending on what jurisdiction you're you trying to, to well, buy from. Have to buy it from multiple people. No, you have to buy it from one or the other, depending on what jurisdiction it's in. But then you have to get the permission of the local area? Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that's what I say. Because, like, I can buy a piece of land, and then I call a surveyor over to go, okay, where can I build? And then them go, actually, you're not supposed to build anything, like, residential here. You can only build this here. And it's like, oh, well, thanks, I guess. Well, that's ridiculous. Like, um, this may be a libertarian opinion, but if you buy something, you should be able to do what you want with it. Yeah, like if I buy, if you are as an individual are buying land, like I can understand zoning laws, because how you explained it in the beginning, it seemed like zoning laws are designed to protect the citizens from corporations. They are. So who, what, what corporation are you protecting the citizen from by not letting them build? The c- what they c- want yeah, to build, yeah, right? but not letting a citizen build what they want so to build. But you have to remember, you are in that case scenario, in this case scenario, you're protecting the corporation from the citizen, because if a bunch of citizens go into a Kordanov area specifically for uh, commerce and whatnot else, that resident, uh, if one person does it, multiple other people are, because those areas are typically cheaper, so they can build bigger factories, whatnot else. Sure. And because you're not expecting residential areas to go there to specifically drive up the price. You're putting it there specifically for people to build upon to make it worth something. Like, the factory will be worth something, the land isn't, is my point. Okay. So...
1: But in if that you start house
0: houses there, then land becomes worth something. And then you also have to change the zoning laws. No, you don't. Well, you would, you're right, but they, they should be changed, I think. You're right, but again, like, I, I think they we shouldn't are, be changed. We are at because the, you bought the house knowing it was going to be there. But, again... We are at the stage, I believe, where... And this is happening in a lot of different areas of public life. But we're have, we're basically being asked the question in a number of debates, like, on certain issues... Is a corporation and a citizen the same? And what I no, mean, what absolutely I mean, And what I mean it by not. that is that usually rights that protect individuals also apply to corporations. Mm-hmm. Well, it's because corporations are technically people. Well, yeah. Are th- classed as people. I think that in our li- in our lifetime, we will see a very, we will have, the, that debate will be the major debate of our lifetime, is what, whether corporations should be considered to have all the individual rights that an individual has. I don't think so. I don't think they should either. Hmm. They're already treated different in a myriad of ways. Yep. I actually was getting into an interesting, I saw an interesting tweet talking about big corporate, like, Twitter and Facebook. Like, it's, you can't regulate their free speech because they have the protections of the First Amendment. Mm -hmm. And I commented, I was like, basically, you know what? I think that there's some merit to the idea that corporations should not be treated the same as individuals. Mm -hmm. Because corporations can monopolize an area in a way that individuals can't. can't. I can go it's around and it say... to be an individual. I can go around and say, you know, with a big stick in my hand, don't talk about this, or I'll beat you with a stick, but the second I do, I've committed battery. Yeah, exactly. Or, uh, specifically, assault with well, a deadly weapon. You're also violating people's First Amendment rights. Well, Precisely. Not in Canada, it's not in You're violating people's freedom of expression. Yes, which... Which the government does on a regular basis, because the first subsection of the Charter of Rights and Freedoms says the government can violate this if it deems it necessary. I still. What's the point in having that declaration? I still fucking hate that. That's ridiculous. Imagine, imagine creating a founding document with the express purpose of giving out and doling out the rights of people that should not be, you know, gonic prawn without a radical amendment to this founding document. And then the first thing you do after is say. And then the first uh, point is really honestly necessary. We promise we won't abuse this. And then it's like under oh, and then the very first point is we promise we won't abuse this. But yeah, we have the point to just chuck any of these out whenever we feel like. That's that's, I think that that's because that's in Canada the one who added the people who added that was the Liberal government, right? It was Trudeau, the first Trudeau. The first Trudeau was was the one who who even penned it. Yeah, who was a Liberal, right? Yeah. And one of the there are many fundamental differences between Liberals and Conservatives, right? I think one of the big ones is the concept of what a right is. And I think you and I both agree on that. We agree on the more conservative definition of a right is something that has to be infringed upon, whereas lots of liberals think of a right as... Ah. Are you okay, Thomas? I just charlie horsed myself on my own fucking desk. And the worst part was it wasn't like a knee one, it was a shin one. Ah. I got it right between the two muscles. Oh, Mm. that hurt. Anyway, continue. Okay. So, conservatives see it as like something that would have to be infringed, right? Like, it's something mm. that everyone naturally has, and the government would infringe upon it. Yeah. Whereas liberals, and I'm not saying this is a good thing or bad thing necessarily. This is just, it's just my just opinion about what how people are, see but it. It's just it. how it is, as far as I can tell. Yeah. Liberals see rights as something that is given to them. See, I. I... Sort of, I can't agree with that because that's well, a privilege. Yes, I. that's why I say you mm-hmm, agree with mm-hmm. my position. Because. But, but, which is why you have people on the left saying, oh, food's a human right. Well, no, it's Water not. Water's a human right. You know, actually, healthcare is a human right. But because I kind of see believe it as something that is give, a right that is given to them. Well, actually, by, I believe those, those are started. rights. Because me no, being I, I born, so. I have, the, well, me being born, I have the right to go to a creek yeah. Yeah, and that, drink. That's what your right is. You don't have a right to food.
1: Like, no.
0: You're not owed food. You have the no, no, right no, to you have the right to act for your own. Yeah, yeah. But again, I should have the right to breathe air without, you know, yes. having someone having to sell it to me. I should have the right to go get water without yes, that's freaking paying okay. Nestle. Yes, Fuck you, see- you Nestle. If there is a thousand corporations on this planet, I will see that you are the one that falls. <laughs> I will let <have> a thousand <laughs> okay. kids. I will I will I'll kidnap a thousand, a thousand children before, before I let this company die. <laughs> die. Well, you know what, Nestle, you can kill a thousand African children. I'm still not buying your water, right. and I will torch every single right. one of your facilities. They probably already have killed a thousand African children. That's kind of my point. Mm-hmm. Well, if there's the reason, one thing, listeners, you should have it's a burning hatred for Nestle. Yes, everyone. Yeah. So, but you see, what you're saying is you have the right to get it, right? Yes. Whereas the key distinction, and it is a little bit of a semantics thing, but I think it matters a lot in this. Well, context, it does. Is that you're saying you have a right to get to, it. You have a right to act to in your, you, to act on your own interest. Own, right? Yes, right? to act on my interest. the except for the right to air, because you know, well, that's something that physically nobody can control, anyways. I mean, yes, you like, can. Literally, but... you don't have a like. Literally speaking, you don't have a right to air the same way you don't have a right to food or water. Yeah, but I guess. air is just so permeable, like or, yeah, yeah, or permissive. I guess is the word actually. Yeah, I know. That it's but again, no I should not possible. It's not feasible to monopolize. Yeah, I know, so but I'd rather water, not. You know, the Lorax. <laughs> again, that's kind of where I'm getting a lot of this stuff from. But <laughs> but like, it's a big difference between I have a right to water and I have a right to get myself. To yeah, yeah, yeah. Water. And it's 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 small in language, but it's big in meaning. Mm-hmm. And or big in practice. Yes. So I think that the there is a good argument to be made that companies, the same same things don't apply to companies. Yep. Because quite frankly, companies are very different in mm-hmm. the fact that they take up space. Yes. In, like they could take up more space in the, any in possible the world, metric. In the world than they a take up single more space human. than an individual, right? Yep. And quite frankly, using you shouldn't be able to use a company's rights To, to silence others. To silence others or to like infringe upon the rights of other people just yes. because it's a company. Now, okay, and we all I technically that, have the right to kill think, another person. Yes. Technically. Yeah. It's not a right we should act upon, but it is a right well, we have. Yeah, everyone has lots of rights to do things, yeah. we, because they are literally able to... Yeah. Like, the government like, says we, it's illegal, sure, but you are still able to do it. But now, the reason but, the government says it's illegal is because we agree that just because I have this right, it is a right I will forego in order to ensure that my right to life is not ended by someone else. Yes. But, But is um, sort of the key point there. Yeah. Um...
1: But it doesn't... Back to the
0: corporations and a little bit more directed towards the zoning law issue. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I think that at some point, you know what? It' tough. Companies, your price of your land goes up. Are we back online? Yes, we're back online. Oh, thank goodness. Well, I was Thomas. I was just going to start from where we left off, but uh, you know. Well, uh, I'd like to preface this by saying I'm sorry. Uh, Recording software took a shit. Apparently.
1: Yes. Thanks,
0: old computer. All right, so let's, so let's you know what. Let's just let's get back to where we were, right? I was saying, you know what, tough if, tiaras, cookie. Yeah, if corporations have to suffer with their the price of their land slightly increasing, you know what? So be it, because corporations can move. So I remember nice, nice audio pollution, Thomas. Thank you, thank you. Corporations can move, and you know what? It's not the end of the world, and even so, realistically speaking. It'll help drive housing prices down for the rest of the rest of the rest of us. Right. Like, why should I care if a corporation has to pay like 20 percent more for on rent on a particular or 20 percent more for a particular piece of land? <laughs> no, I, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm right. I find it fun. I find it that funny. I know <laughs> you didn't. Yes, did. Yes, I what, did. What did you find funny? You, you sh- what did you find funny? I found it funny. That you're saying, boo corporations have to pay more. Yeah. What? Why? Why do you think that's funny? Because fuck corporations. I mean, as a conservative, I think that the government should basically leave corporations to their own, within reason, should leave corporations okay. to their own devices. Okay. And that comes with, you know what, we're leaving you to your own devices. If people want to move into your area, tough you know, move on. You don't need us to protect you. Yeah. You're a big corporation. You have the money to move. Go, so move. And not to mention, you know, like, oh, uh, I'm sorry (laughs) to hear that people have started moving in around you, but those people decide to be around you, so just keep doing what you're doing. They try to stop it. They move there willingly. They knew that. Yeah, they have exactly. And that's where it has to go the other way, too, is that it's not just corporations are protected or people are protected from corporations, but they can go cause pain to corporations directly. Like, Let's say there's a big smokestack warehouse or yep, factory yep. or something, and a bunch of people move in, and then they start complaining about the air quality. You know, what? Oh, you mean like people do all the time with, like, amusement parks? You know what? You chose to move there. That's not our problem. Has, I mean, you lived somewhere else, presumably. You know what? Actually, that's actually something that pisses me off, more so, is, you know Deer Ridge, right? Yeah. Well, right in the heart of Deer Ridge, there is the campground. Oh, oh, right, yes, yes, down It's the other a sport. Way. It's now you might notice that it's a sportsman club. The reason why it was because it initially started off as a hunting ground and a shooting range. Mm-hmm. But then so of course, Deeridge in. shows up. A bunch of people start moving in, and the rich, the rich people do. Like, yeah, they people. start complaining. We're hearing gunshots all the time. Well, we were here first. You guys moved in knowing full well we were a hunting ground with a shooting range outside, and yeah. y'all want to complain. I mean it's And weird. the worst part is people go hunting in those people go hunting in those woods and yet people in that area are so stupid, they go for walks in our private property that has clearly marked signs saying, Please don't walk, hunting ground. Don't go in here, please. Yep. And they still do. Yep. Yeah. It's like are well, you so stupid? Like I said, you know what? There are some protections that have to go both ways. There are some that I don't think should, like freedom of speech mm-hmm. or like
1: The, the very tech, the clearly
0: big, human ideals. Mm, the big tech problem is that it's it's one thing if it's a company that's saying we don't like this type of speech on our platform. Mm-hmm. But then at that, at what point do you become a curator of what you're choosing to select and should you be liable for it, right? Yeah. Which is the whole thing of repealing Section 230 in for the United States that comes up is because back when the internet was new, mm-hmm. well, it was like a new thing. Like it was emerging and people were still figuring it out, like how yeah. to deal with it, right? There were comment sections on like message boards, mm-hmm. and some of the hosts and of those message boards wanted to start taking like wanted to curate their content to stop. For example, like if you have someone saying the n word, you might want to you want to stop might things ban like for chat, right? you know, you might want to ban them. Mm-hmm. And at the time, there was a serious legal question of okay, but if I ban them, does that mean I'm liable for all the stuff that I don't take down? Mm-hmm. Because at the time before like automation and before like really Bots. what we're seeing now, like algorithms and many maybe it's a lot it's a lot of AI actually too. Like Facebook Bots. uses AI, YouTube uses AI. Yeah. Before all that, it was feasibly you need people to look mm-hmm. through your site and manually take stuff down. Like sure, you could have keywords like oh if it detects this word. If yeah if this word is in the text box, don't allow then most. The sure, yeah but, yeah people will find a way to circumvent that. And Mike Ox, for mm-hmm. instance. Mm-hmm. Or um Skunkboard. Down. <laughs> right? But the problem... Um, the problem is, if you start... Like like I said, the problem is if you start taking stuff down, then are you then not liable for everything you don't? Mm-hmm. And Section 230 says no. Yes. Like, and I think fundamentally that's kind of fair. That, you know what? You are pulling stuff down because you have certain things you want to uphold, that does not necessarily mean you should have to be liable for everything else that you (laughs) can take down. Because I think in that, it accepts that, you know what, you'll miss some stuff. But at a point, like Twitter or Facebook, for example, where they're actively promoting or demoting stories that are, quite frankly, national stories. We saw this in the 2020 election with um, Joe Biden's son's laptop. (sighs) Like, the Twitter has stopped you from sharing that story. And Facebook stopped you from sharing that story. Mm-hmm. And when you see stuff like that, that is an active choice of you are pushing a particular viewpoint. And I think at that point, you are liable. Mm-hmm. And I, so I think that 230 just being a blanket, you're not liable, should come down. I think it should have more accept, like More uh, think, amendments know, to it. I think what you should say is you should say, so long as your principles are in accordance with the principles of the First Amendment, then Yeah. Sure. I think, which is the problem, which is what we have with phone providers, right? Like phone providers provide, they provide it to people. They're just just a neutral platform. They Mm -hmm. don't care what you say on the phone. So they're not liable because they provide equal service to everyone. And I think that that's what Twitter and Facebook should have to do too. I think they should either have to provide equal service to everyone or you're liable for the stuff on your site. Mm -hmm. And I think that you can't have it, you can't argue both ways of, oh, we're just a platform, but then do stuff and actively, actively censor on censored people yes spectrum and I think the same logic of corporations shouldn't have well you know what fueled the... that ability the ability for them to do that what a crusade on fake news what on for what section 230 No no I mean what started them to be able to do that for the 2020 election oh, yeah. was the ideas of fake news yeah. in 2016. Mm-hmm. Of people talking about Russian bots and whatnot else. The funniest thing to me is how the media was so self-righteous that they could not possibly think that calling someone else fake news would backfire on them. Oh, yeah. That is the funniest thing because you go and look in, like, 2015 news, and the people who said fake news, it wasn't the right-wingers. It was all the media calling Fox News or, like, right-wing media fake news. But then, Alex Jones. Yeah, but then you see this wonderful thing that Trump did, and I think it's really quite like I don't. I think Trump's a smart guy. I don't think he's like forty chest like other people do. But I think <laughs> if you see someone become rich in the in the realm of real estate uh-huh. and then run a successful presidential campaign while having the entire media establishment against him, you can't. Well, really most of the media establishment, the majority. Yeah. you can't really say the man's dumb. Yeah. At least, like you can have your problems with him, sure, but I don't think you can say he's stupid. Um, one of my favorite of the, things I think, that I used to talk about when Trump was getting very big in the polls in the regular elections I didn't was, understand it at the time. I was like, what the heck is this guy doing? Well, my favorite thing was, back when he was still running to be just be the... Uh, the nominee? The nominee. Yep. I used to tell people, why the hell do you give a crap? If you stop talking about him, what power does he have? Yep. You are giving what? him free rent space in not only your head, but any head you're who's not, watching who's, you your about, broadcast. Yeah. Why are you the, letting him I think the, use the, you? I think the most genius thing that Trump did in his campaign, and even as president, and I think there aren't very many lasting impacts of the Trump administration, but I think the biggest one is exposing the media. Mm, 100- yeah. Because, like, maybe this is just me, but at the time, like, I thought the media was, like, the impartial media, you know? Mm-hmm. But after watching the coverage of how they covered Trump and how they cover Republicans now, like, it's impossible to not see the bias. And I think that the smartest thing he did was stealing the term fake news. Yep. Like, they tried to use it against him. He said, no, 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 we're not fake news. You guys are the real fake news because you're biased. Mm-hmm. And I think that was genius of him. Yeah. So now to get back a little bit to the to corporations. Meat and potatoes. Wow. Let's <laughs> not, real. not really get <laughs> um, To get back a little to the corpor- the corporations and zoning law side, I think that, like the freedom of speech thing that I was talking about with Twitter, I think that the companies. Don't need to be protected from citizens. Yeah, like especially at least not in the same way that citizens need to be protected Protected from from companies companies. because you don't see companies moving into residential areas anymore. Yeah, and you wouldn't even if you got rid of all zoning laws, you wouldn't see that. Well, you might, but at least you wouldn't see that like with factories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wouldn't have like in the middle of like the middle of residential area Kitchener. You wouldn't be yeah "Ah, yeah Toyota new Toyota factory. But like, I just. The thing that makes me so mad about zoning laws is the fact that it's just Way too extreme. It's too, well, we are at a breaking point at this like because of coronavirus and because of the lumber prices going up and because of the zoning laws, housing prices are at an all-time high and it's it's, it's not going to stop. For a myriad of reasons, sure. One of them one of them certainly is the Until price. there's a bubble until the bubble pops and the me Until uh, eventually, oh yeah, until eventually people just are like I can't afford this anymore. And then the prices drop drastically, and then everyone's... And then it crashes, yeah. But like, Beautiful work on creating yourselves a bubble, government. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is we should short it. You're going to be shorting it for a hell of a long time. 20 years? Or a Boris. Uh, who knows how yeah, long but, it could take. Well, yeah, but if we short it now, imagine how much money we'll make. Do you not know how a fucking short works? Yes, you, you, you borrow stock, sell it, and then buy it back at a future date, and return it plus... no. Well, Thomas... I say I, say <laughs> I ha, uh, No, what I do is I say I have stock. Okay. I sell stock to someone else. No. That... I buy the stock at a later date and give it to that person. Yes, that's what I was... That's what I was saying. Be like, That you, is you, how it works. I, I don't borrow, buy... Well, no. I, I borrow, like air quotes... Yes. I borrow 10 shares, for example, from, yes. from, from some company mm-hmm. that does this thing. And then I sell them. Mm-hmm. And I just pocket the money right now. Yes. And then I wait until they're cheaper, ideally. No. Well, you wait until... No! Yes! You you don't own any stock until you buy them, Noah. No, Thomas, okay. It's like, the way that it has been explained to me, and I could be wrong, I'm just going to let me finish the explanation so that you know where to correct me if I'm wrong, okay? Yes. I buy, or I don't buy, I loan, lend, you know, I go to a company, say... I want to short the stock. And then they'll be like, okay, we'll give you ten shares at ten percent interest or whatever, right? hmm And then I take they give me the stock, and then I sell it. At what it is when they give it to me. Yes. And then let's say the term is like ten years. Well, let's say it's like it's a, never ten years. It's gonna it's, be like let's three. Say it's a year or two. Maybe years. a year, maybe five months, who knows. Whatever the whatever term, the term is, is then I have to return the stock to you. Or return an equal number of shares at least. Mm-hmm. So, that's what you do if you think this stock is going to be worth less in the future. hmm You sell it, and then you buy it back at a cheaper price later to return to the yes. people that you're loaning the stock from. So, you earn right. some money. Yes. yes. Sorry, the way you we were explaining it before sounded insane. What did you think? Did you think I was going to sell it but keep it? You said sell... So you say you buy stock, sell stock, buy stock again. No, I and then, I misspoke. My apologies. That's what I, I heard. I, said, I think I said loan, but I can understand yeah, that yeah, now yeah, you yeah, 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 yeah buy. Anyways, well, we'll just do like what the people in the big in the big short did, like Michael Burry. The, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Well, don't do it now. We'll do it in like five years. Well, like it's you're what you're seeing as well is you're seeing the only the only thing that's providing relief is the fact that more work more and more work is becoming online now, so people yeah. don't need to live in these areas as much. And like, believe me, first thing I'm doing, uh, when I can, if I can, is moving to Florida because the housing prices there are not anywhere near as ridiculous as they are here. Because like there's no like sure there's a big demand for houses in Florida. Like Florida is the most moved to state in the last year. I don't know why I don't just move to Texas. Well that's the other that's the other candidate, but Florida I think Florida has a different better culture, I think. I don't know, man. There's a lot of hypodermic needles and used condoms. Uh, we're talking about Florida, not L.A. L.A. is shit in well, the I streets. Wouldn't, I wouldn't go to Miami. No, that's, okay. San, that's San Francisco. Eh, again. Probably L.A. too, but mostly San Francisco. <laughs> ah, yes, the most cursed well, place in the world. Ella, where it's hot year-round. Well... And more places main, have heating instead of cooling in a desert. The main reason I go to Florida is because I like the leadership in Florida better than I like the leadership in Texas. I like them both, but I like Florida leadership better. <laughs> um, well, oh, like, whilst we're on the subject of uh, Texas, you know a lot of people say it's in the Texas Constitution that they can just leave whenever they want? Is it, actually? It's not. But you know what they can do? What? Without congressional approval, they can just divide themselves into however however many states they want. Oh, so the, you could just, as a person... Be like, I'm my own state. Now. Well, no, you have to do a go through the uh Texas legislature, but the Texas legislature could break itself into five different states, oh, so they could just up and do that if they wanted, yeah. And, and they don't even need to pass anything, and they they they'd rule, like, yeah, we're doing this now, yeah. No, the Texas legislature can be like, yeah, we're gonna create North Texas, North Texas, South Texas, East Texas, and West Texas, Texas and uh- no, West Texas, and Austin, and we're gonna rule this, we're gonna rule the freaking uh, what do you call it, the Electoral College. Your move. (laughs) Well, no, because they would. The only thing that would do because you'd imagine that the same number of electoral votes would would be had between those places and then Austin, right? Because you get two plus population. So Texas would like triple its votes in the electoral college. Well, the thing is, you'd also be then giving some to the Democrats because Austin doesn't. Austin it wouldn't go red. Austin would go blue. But even still, be, one ten. It'd be, it'd but even just, still, it'd, that's it'd, a fifth. It would certainly be purple. It'd be like more purple than most cities across the again United states. But does it certainly still, I think, be blue. So you're handing some. Except you also have to remember it's first past the post, so it could be blue or that's red depending on whatever outcome true. is determined. But long which long. is another reason to hate first past the post. I don't hate like
1: first past the post. Well, I really do.
0: The U.S. is different as well because it also has the electoral college. Oh yeah. Which I think is. If you, have, if you have a problem with the United States election system, it's the Electoral College, not first past the post. Yeah. When but... it's direct democracy, as far as like, oh, populist, straight, yeah, pop yeah, 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 yeah. Then first, first past, past, past the post was... becomes kind of annoying. Yeah. That's my problem with first past it's the post. Part, and the problem with any alternatives, though, is that you need an equal number of left wing and right wing parties. With no, not like necessarily. A, well, with a, with a ranked ballot, you do. Well, again, not necessarily. Yes. Okay. Let me. Because if things. I just put all my things into the one, let's let's pretend for a second that the People's Party of Canada and the Green Party don't exist because they basically are—they're so small, they don't really. Yeah, do. yeah, yeah. So in Canada, you have the Conservative Party, the NDP, and the Liberals, and the Bloc. But well, who cares? <laughs> I just killed my electability in Quebec, but whatever. Um. Okay. So you have people who vote for the Liberals are more likely to pick the NDP second than they are conservative. yeah, Because they're left-wing. yeah. And the NDP is the same thing. Yes. But the conservatives don't have another right-wing party to vote for. Then you just vote conservative, and then cast away any secondary votes. Yes, but they'll do the same to the conservatives. And, Thomas, let's pretend for a second that it is... We're talking about single transferable vote here. No, ranked ballots. That That's typically what is... Well, I don't think... No, because... Right, because it's like, number one gets three points, number two gets two points, number three gets one point, right? Yeah, sure. Like, you pay, you rank them in order of who yeah, you like yeah. best. That's, that's, I call that rank ballot. it might be a better name, a more official name There's typically, uh, I've heard it but, called a lot of different things, but typically the vote goes as follows. If I like this candidate and only this candidate, I can vote for that candidate and no one else. I don't have to vote for anyone else. Oh, so you would then, you know, so... You, it's basically you get an allocation of points, and you can allocate them as you no, wish. No, you don't really get an allocation. It's basically this is the person I want to win. If they don't win, give this vote to this person. Oh, okay. That's what I'm talking about. Is like everyone gets a ballot, right? And you can there's three three slots on the ballot. Pretend because I pretend there's three parties. Already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would rank, and then you would you can leave them off, but you you could rank mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. NDP, Liberal, and then Conservative. Yeah, right. And then three points go to the Liberals, two points go to the NDP, and then one point goes to the Conservatives. Mm-hmm. So it's not a, if not this person, then this person. Yeah, no. Single transferable vote means that there's one single vote, but it can be transferred depending on... What does the transfer depend on? Whatever the person ranks. So, like, if your person doesn't get it and you don't want to give it your vote to anyone else, you don't have to. But that still, that's still more so advantages the fact that there's two left-wing parties. Because you would have people who would transfer their vote to the other party... But again... said, this person... If not this person, then the NDP candidate, you wouldn't be getting that as you wouldn't be getting that anywhere near as much for liberal to conservative. If you have, but you still only have the, you have the same number of votes. You, I guess, I guess that is true. Yeah, because like, I I, yeah, I guess you're right. Because if you have, let's pretend sixty Britain. This is this is totally sort of like fifty five percent of the population is so. conservative. And the other thing have you have to remember is... And the other thing you have to remember is... You have more than one representative going mm-hmm. per area. So in Kitchener, we have five different sections. So we'd elect five people. So each person has to get 20% of the vote. So say two... And so we'll say two of the people running in the Liberal Party get elected. And two people in the Conservative Party elect get elected. And there's one... That didn't quite get enough votes. Like it didn't quite reach. Nobody's first pick was twenty percent of the, the yeah yeah person. And you also have to remember that uh, when you start looking at it, if say someone got forty percent of the vote, that forty percent after the 40 percent of the, the other twenty percent would be dispersed to their secondary. Picks. Unless they unless they didn't have any secondary. Precisely. Picks. Okay. So see, the system that I was thinking of is like cause, yeah because yeah. You see the problem with my the system that was proposed. Oh, I can see because yours. now you have. Five points going to left wing parties mm-hmm, mm-hmm. per person, typically speaking. Per yeah, person, yeah. Three points going to the conservative party per person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number one. And that would just create an imbalance. Unless mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe the People's Party will go somewhere in like twenty years, but I can't see it being an influential, influential part of the elections because it's very difficult to be mm-hmm. a new party. Anyway, I think we've sort of reached the end of our possibility. Yes. For... Well, is there? I don't know. Is there anything else you want to say on zoning laws? Fuck them. Yes, yeah, I, I say, like, oh, right. Sorry, I mean, sorry. Thing... Keep them, but can we lax them a little bit, please? A lot. Uh, I... A lot, please. Well... A moderate amount. Can we shake on that? Sure. All right.
1: Well,
0: for once one... we've reached a compromise. Yeah. The one, the one thing I will say about zoning laws, I think the only saving grace that's keeping this inflation of housing prices from going completely ballistic is the fact that people are working from home and they yeah. can, you know, they can live an hour and a half, well, the two hours away from the office. They know they only have to go to the office once a week, maybe yeah, a yeah. problem, right? So you're having people that are now more content to live other places. So that's so it's not creating this huge drive to be in Toronto anymore. I think mean, hmm. well, there's still a huge drive, but it, but it could be worse. It's well. mitigated. So, yes. And I think honestly, you know what? 60% of the green belt, just, you know, houses. I don't agree with that, but that's I another story would, for another day. That would solve the problem, though, wouldn't it? In the short term. Well, yeah, but the problem is every solution will be a short-term solution unless you're just going to start saying... Solution? <laughs> every solution will be a short-term one unless we start just saying, okay, everywhere belt has to be an apartment. now. Yes, I know. And people don't want apartments. They want houses, which is why the housing prices are going up and people can't build them because the government's saying, no, 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 build apartments. And then people don't want them. So. But even apartment prices are going up. So oh, yeah. It's, it's also just an issue of, you know what, space is annoying. Well, uh, thank you for listening to the Observation Deck. Yes, uh, we hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I think we were more on topic this episode than we have been for a while. At least there was much more of an effort, I believe. Yes, much more of an effort. And we had, the things we talked about kind of had a flow-ish, mm. maybe? I don't know. You could at least see where the tangent line was yes, this time. Yes, which is quite rare. We also got through the whole podcast without talking about China. Well, way to go, Noah. Well, no, what am I talking about? It. I'm just saying, go, go us. Look at us. Hey, G. Oh, great. And you see, I didn't ruin it. You did. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> uh, we want to, like I said, we want to thank you guys for watching. We hope you enjoyed. Um, if you guys have anything that you want to hear us talk about or get our opinions on, feel free to email us at the the observation deck pod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your takes on things that we talk about on the show. Or maybe, your, like I said, your suggestions for things you want to hear our opinions on. And we will see you guys again next week. Have a wonderful evening.